It's the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 29th of October, the 302nd day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are only 63 days left in 2022. It's Halloween. It's time for you to be scared. <laughs> Monday, the 31st of October, loads of people in the West will be celebrating Halloween with carved out pumpkins, children going door to door clamoring for candy, the wearing of costumes and all things spooky and scary. Halloween is supposedly the night when vengeful ghosts come out of their graves to haunt us. It came to America via the Irish. Michael, what was Halloween like for you as a young boy in Ireland? Damn scary. We all put on funny masks and went around terrorizing the neighbors into giving us fruit and sweets. Terrible retribution was promised to those who refused. Very few did. I am so glad that tradition came to the U.S. because, boy, was it fun as a kid. And tonight, I'm going to a costume party. We're supposed to go as our favorite wicked person. I'm going as England's Richard III, who is just one of my very favorite wicked people. And Monday night, I'll put a stocking over my head and open the door really quickly while shouting, Boo! and hopefully make a bunch of kids scream. I do love Halloween. Maybe someday I'll grow up, but... I doubt it. So, my friends, as you've heard, Michael Fitzpatrick, also known as Sweet Fitz, is here next to me. Delighted to be along, as always. Michael's here to help with your delicious sound kitchen ingredients, your answers to the bonus question on the Listener's Corner. Erwan's behind the glass, riding the soundboard. So there's music from Erwan 2, but first... The quiz. On the 1st of October, I asked you a question about an article written by our very own Michael Fitzpatrick. Maloney's far-right coalition sweeps to victory in Italian general election. Georgia Maloney, the head of the Brothers of Italy party, along with her coalition partners, had just won, and it looked as if she would become Italy's first female prime minister, and she is. She was installed as prime minister just this past Sunday, and French President Emmanuel Macron has already met with her. You were to send in the names of the two parties that are a part of Maloney's coalition and the names of the leaders of those two parties. Michael, will you enlighten us, please? Well, Maloney's coalition allies are the far-right League Party, which is led by Matteo Salvini, and the Forza Italia Party, which is led by former Italian Prime Minister Silvio Berlusconi. 
And of course, in addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question, which this week was, what scared you most when you were a child? You'll hear the answers later in Listener's Corner, so do stay with us. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Listeners Club member Ralph Verbanchik from Eiselben, Germany, who is also the winner of this week's bonus question. Ralph was most afraid of his house falling down when he was a boy. This is what he wrote. As a child, I lived with my parents in a flat below the roof in a house which was not in good condition. The floor and cabinets were always shaking when I moved through the rooms. My parents told me to move very smoothly and carefully in the flat because otherwise the whole house could collapse. I was so scared about a collapsing house that I became a very well-behaved boy at home. I noticed you wrote a very well-behaved boy at home. Does that mean you were a little less well-behaved when you were out of the house, Ralph? I have to say that. Although I do live in a well-constructed flat, it is old and the floors creak and so does the wood of the bookcases and the doors. I wish I had thought to tell my daughter the flat would collapse if she didn't stop jumping around. Do you think your mom was just clever and the roof really would not cave into the flat? She just wanted you to stop playing football in the kitchen? It's possible. We moms are a crafty lot, you know. At any rate, I'm glad your flat did not collapse and that you grew up to be such a kind and faithful RFI English listener. Everyone, Ralph sends postcards every year for us to send to students across the world. So, a reminder to you teachers out there, if you'd like stamps and postcards for your students, all you have to do is ask. Write to me at english.service at rfi.fr and I'll get a in the mail to you post-haste. You just have to send us photos of your smiling students with their goodies in return. Also on the list of lucky winners this week is Brother Salim Akhtar, the president of the RFI Seven Stars Radio Listeners Club in District Chinio, Pakistan. I just put a package of postcards and stamps in the mail for your students, Salim, some of them from Ralph. Would your wife like some too for her students? Let me know. There's another club president this week on the list, Ferhat Bezazel, for the Ain Kachira RFI Club in West Skikta, Algeria. There's RFI Listeners Club member Tahamina Yasmin from Rajbari, Bangladesh. And last but not least, RFI English listener Kalyani Basek from West Bengal, India. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. The question this week is about a journalism prize received by one of our correspondents for his report on Laura Angela Bagnetto's podcast, Africa Calling. The Open Forum on Agriculture Technology 2022 awarded second prize to Victor Moturi from Kenya for the report. Congratulations, Victor, and congratulations, Laura Angela, for recognizing his talent and airing him on your podcast. Of course, you already know all about it as you read our article, RFI Correspondent in Kenya, 
wins prize for report on GMO cotton, right? Just in case you didn't memorize it, reread the article and answer me this. Where will Victor Moturi be next month where his report is up against 16 other reports from across the African continent? He may yet win another prize. Again, reread our article, RFI Correspondent in Kenya Wins Prize for Report on GMO Cotton, and write in with the answer to this question. Where will Victor Moturi go next month to compete in yet another competition, this time with reports from across the African continent? You'll find a link to the article and, most importantly, his radio report on Africa Calling, so be sure you listen. You'll find everything on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com, as well as on the Sound Kitchen and Club's Facebook pages to help you with the answer. Michael, what's this week's bonus question? Well, this one was suggested by RFI Listeners Club member Karuna Kantapal from West Bengal in India. It's the flip side, if you like, of today's question, which is what scared you most as a child? Karuna Kantapal and the Sound Kitchen team want to know what was the bravest thing you did as a child? When, as a wee one, were you incredibly courageous? When did you do something you'd never dared do before? Send us your answers to this week's question, what was the most courageous thing you did as a child? And our thanks to Karuna for the suggestion. You are all, of course, welcome to send in your ideas for questions too. You know, Michael, I can't think of a single brave thing I did as a child. This is just your typical and natural modesty. Mm. Personally, I can't remember that far back, so please don't ask me. You have until the 28th of November to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 3rd of December to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address and if you have one, your RFI club membership number. This is the Sound Kitchen. Sound, Sound Kitchen. Kitchen. And Susan Owensby's cooking. Time for the Listener's Corner. Take it away, Michael. Well, today we're hearing listeners' answers to the bonus question, what scared you most as a child? The most common fear noted was of reptiles and insects. Uh, spiders for Sajid Hossein, cockroaches for Saidul Islam, snakes for Hans-Werner Lolika. 
He said he still goes out of his way to avoid them, so do I. And it was lizards for Jobayanda Akhtar Jai. It's the gecko for Mohammed Nasir, who, just like Hans, still doesn't want to see them. Next on the list of common fears was being scared of the dark. That's the case for Malik Ala Banchaya Kokar, for Rabea Begam and Sali Likon. There's a fear of deep water too. Both Rado Zazman and Father Steve Wara were afraid of that as children. Father Steve wrote that he did almost drown as a child after he jumped into a deep pond with no idea how to swim. He was luckily saved by his elder brother, who was an expert swimmer. I wonder, did you ever learn how to swim, Father? And Raju, what about you? Rajya Khatun and Rajakrishna Pillai were most frightened by thunder and lightning. Rajakrishna admitted he still is. Here's some kind of weird ones. An open umbrella. That's from Abu Saleh. It was train whistles that most scared Shahanaj Parvin. They do have a haunting sound, Shahanaj, I get it. And for Shahanaj Parvin Sati, it was masks. I've met children who are terrified of clowns, so I get that too. You're all still weird, though, and I mean that in the nicest possible way. What about academic anxiety? That's what it was for Mahesh Jain. He wrote, Exams always brought fear and anxiety for me. A feeling of uneasiness in the pit of my tummy and sleepless nights. Even though I was a good student and always got good grades, the announcement of exams was a real nightmare. And this one's funny. Uh, Yemi Sande John Toure was frightened by competitions organised in his Roman Catholic nursery school when they had to recite the Lord's Prayer. He couldn't even remember the line, who aren't in heaven. He would say, who is 11? Even if the priest was not pleased, I bet he laughed in pride at Yemi Sande. Uh, you would, I guess, uh, Father Steve. Mohammed Likon was most afraid of his English teacher, and on the same wavelength, there's Jayantha Chakrabarti, who was afraid of not getting into a good school, not finding the job he wanted. Jayantha noted that his father was like a pillar, providing support to allay his fears. Mohammed Aksan was afraid of heights. I am too, Mohammed. I didn't even know it. But looking over the top of the Eiffel Tower as an adult really scared me. Are you still afraid of heights? Wahid Nobi was afraid of fire, and for Rahan Ali, it was quite simple. He wrote, my father. For the Saleh sisters, it was animals. Tasnim was afraid of dogs, and Tatya of foxes screaming. Tatya, I've never heard a fox scream, so I looked it up on YouTube. Ooh, creepy. My dog didn't like it either. She went running around the house barking. Sounds like someone's getting murdered. Well, we close with uh, childhood fears that I can relate to personally, because as a boy, I was really frightened of a particular Irish ghost, a beast we call the Banshee. Dibia Bartakur's elder sisters used to tell him ghost stories before he went to sleep at night, which frightened him to death. And Kanwar Sandhu's older siblings kindly did the same thing for him. They convinced him there was a ghost in a banyan tree near the house, and it would catch small children if they walked under it. Kanwar always ran the other way. That's it for today's Listener's Corner, an appropriate one to get you ready for Halloween. Do you have a bonus question idea? Send it our way. Thanks, everyone, for participating, and a special thanks to Sweet Fits for hanging out in the kitchen with us. As always, a real pleasure. 
नमस्कार फ्रॉम जोरहाट इंडिया आई एम पृथ्वीराज आपके शुनी आसे द साउंड किचन एंड सूजन ऑन्स भी इज कूकिंग Okay my friends it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining us in the sound kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails and text messages coming. Many many thanks to Erwan Rome for his input and his mixing magic. Many thanks to Michael Fitzpatrick for sitting in and thanks to you for listening. Be sure and tune in next week for the answer to the question about this year's Nobel Peace Prize winners. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch and stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with music from Erwan, our sound engineer, who's a musician first and foremost. He plays the conga drums. And today, Erwan had a difficult time choosing music for us. He knew he wanted to introduce us to Lionel Lueke, a pianist and vocalist from Benin, but with which piece? They're all so good, he told me. He finally chose Tribal Dance from Lueke's 2012 album Heritage and I have put that record on my Christmas list. I bet you'll want your very own copy too. Lionel Lueke is as noted from the West African country of Benin and he's a young man. He was born in 1973. Not coming from a rich family, he struggled as a teenager to be able to buy a guitar and to maintain it, buying strings, etc. But he figured it out and one night when he picked up a guitar and started to play it in a club, the manager immediately offered him a job. One thing led to another and he auditioned for the Thelonious Monk Institute of Jazz at the University of California in Los Angeles and he was admitted by a star-studded panel of judges i might add amongst others there was herbie hancock terence blanchard and wayne shorter woo that would have made my fingers freeze to play in front of such luminaries but young lueke's fingers assuredly did not freeze and after finishing the monk institute in 2003 he immediately started recording and touring Lueke scats more than sings. Although he does not speak the South African click language, Xoxa, you can hear the influence. Listen closely and you'll hear the clicks here and there. It's just nice vocalism. There's no linguistic meaning, but excellent guitar playing. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks again, Erwan, for another musical adventure. Talk to y'all next week.
Oh, oh, oh.